0: Hey, good morning or good evening, and welcome to the Hope Explained podcast, where we take a look at the sermon that was taught on Sunday, maybe look at some of the things that was cut for time, left unsaid, or that we just want to talk about a bit more. I'm joined on my opposite side here by our lead pastor, Pastor Rick. Thanks for being along. Yes, sir. All right, so today uh, we are talking about the first sermon in our new series entitled Exodus. And um, it's kind of a cryptic title. when you really stop and break it down, but we're talking about the book of Exodus. And uh, we first started this Sunday. You taught on the birth of Moses and kind of his the, the first part of his origin story. Um, but what you really tied it all around to was, was the idea that you know, we always need to be looking for God's timing and God's will. And I think a really good review point was you said that, um, looking for God's will or trying to live in God's will can at times be like driving in the fog. What did you mean by that? Yeah. I think with, um, for some reason, God chooses to reveal his will a
1: little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. And rarely do we see everything just kind of laid out like, okay. I mean, that doesn't require any faith, right? It's like, If God showed us everything, you know, okay, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do that, that's going to happen. If you do this, whatever, um, that rarely happens. A lot of times um, God chooses to lead us kind of one step at a time. Hmm. And I kind of equated it to the fog because when you're in the fog, you can't really see ahead of you. You can't focus on what's way ahead. You have to look like right where you're at. And I think God's will is like that in a lot of ways where we— take one step and then God shows us the next step and then he leads us to the next step and, and the turns and the twists and all that stuff. And, and, um, um, I think if we, I mean, I think if we knew everything beforehand, it doesn't require any faith. Mm. And then two, you know, God gives us free will along the way. And so if he had already laid everything out, we would just be a bunch of
0: robots. Yeah. I think so. Well, and I think, I think an interesting aspect of that there is, you know, a lot of the book of Exodus, as you read through it, a lot of it, you know, God says, I'm going to do this thing to show you that I am the Lord or show the Egyptians that I am the Lord. And, and even, even with those glimpses forward, he doesn't give even Moses more than like the very next step. Yeah. Um, but I think another, before we move on to talking about Moses specifically... I think that something interesting there is that you can even see that in the character of his mother, right? Um, Because I'm just now thinking about it where you've got this decree from Pharaoh where she's got – where he says we're going to kill all these baby boys. And, I mean, what kind of position is she in that the next best move is to put her child in the river and hope hope that it comes out fine, you know? And so, yeah.
1: Well, and I think going back to what we were talking about, I I think it's a dependence issue too. Mm -hmm. So if we knew everything, the path is already cleared for us. Like, I think we're going to rely more on ourselves. But I think when we can't see the next step, it requires us to seek the Lord and to ask and to be dependent upon him when we can't see the next step. Um. And I think that I think that's a big and really with the told children of Israel, there was a major dependence issue, even with Moses. There is a significant issue of depending on myself versus depending upon God. Mm. And I think there's things that God the way he chooses to reveal the next steps in his will, I think it keeps us dependent upon him. That's the whole goal. Like we're to be dependent on the Lord. Mm. Um lean not on our own understanding, you know, and so we acknowledge him in all our ways and he'll direct our paths. So I I think being dependent upon him is the real issue Hmm. and that we see a struggle with, with Moses and the children of Israel.
0: Do you think that because, like you said, there's there's those issues there with the children of Israel and how they react to not only God's direction that's being handed down, but how they also react to Moses. Hmm. Um, Do you think that it's in large part because of their time in Israel um, that they've kind of lost their identity? in in god because they spend however long in this foreign land do you think that there, that that's an element of it
1: i mean i think it could be i mean they they had enough people where they had their own culture their own you know their own society i mean estimations have it there is well over a million israelites in egypt at the time and so yeah i mean there's definitely a big influence of other people but israel was pretty pretty used to having influences of the surrounding cultures around them, um, and also they are constantly invaded. I mean, Israel, like geographically, if you look at Israel, hmm. they were between, always between two superpowers. And so you had the superpower to the north, the superpower to the south, and they're this little sliver in between. And so... You know, the battles were always fought, not to mention the fact that Israel had some of the most fertile land, some of the best water sources, mm-hmm. all of that. So people always wanted, you know, so they were always being invaded. And, uh, you know, so I think they were used to it, having a lot of competing cultures and belief systems and, and all of that. And it was a battle for them. I mean, we see it through the journey. We'll see over the next, you know, month or two where they, they went back to their old ways a lot and, and allowed themselves too many times to blend into culture instead of being different, which is why God had a lot of the dietary laws, circumcision, all of the things He wanted His people to be set apart to be different than the surrounding cultures, and they didn't always do that.
0: Mm. And there's an there's also so there's the there, there's the catch though when we look at trying to figure out God's will and God's God's plan and God's timing more mm. specifically, um, because I think that you know, if you took the time equation out of it and all you had to do was just always take that next step, that's not as bad as saying, okay, now you have to wait to take the next step, right? And that's kind of what happens with Moses. Moses gets that impatience. And you talked about the importance of not stepping in front of God. Do you want to talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, you know, Moses had a burning desire to help his people. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I'm sure he felt a little guilty being an Israelite, but being raised like an Egyptian and having a lot of the luxuries and having the freedom. His people were enslaved and he was free. He, you know, he grew up in the palace. And so I'm sure, sure he felt guilty because of that, but also, you know, God saved him for a reason. And so that desire, and I talked about this Sunday, that desire, that passion for social justice, that, 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 um, burning desire he had to help his people, like, that that's from God. I mean, God would later use that, you know, to, to you know, for Moses end up, you know, helping de- deliver the people. But, but you know, God put all that in him. But, yeah, Moses did get ahead of God, obviously. He took matters into his own hands, and and I think, you know, we do that a lot where we just, you know, we, we think God should be quicker than he should be or um, that I deserve this or that God isn't listening, and we step in front of of God and Moses did and it cost him greatly. Yeah. I mean it, it cost him and it cost his people.
0: Yeah. Well, a random question I, I just thought of was, you know, he he kills the Egyptian and and he flees and he goes to Midian, right? Um was was the group of people there um Hebrews as well or were were they a completely different heritage?
1: No, well they thought he was an Egyptian. Okay. The the daughters of the priests there. So this is, would be like Arabia now. So it was uh, the Arabian desert is where he went southeast. Mm-hmm. And so um, they thought he was, no, they would have been a different a different Middle Eastern group. Got it. Because um, there was the priest there that had seven daughters. They said this Egyptian helped us. Because, you know, they would have thought he, because he probably dressed like an Egyptian. He, you know walked like, you know, <laughs> okay. so he would have had all of that because that's how he was raised. He was raised as an Egyptian. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this was a different group of people. He went off into the Arabian desert, you know, three to 400 miles away to flee, yeah. flee out of Egypt. Yeah. So And
0: so, and so it's kind of interesting because at no point before, at no point before he's called by God to, to deliver Israel out, uh, he's, he he really doesn't have that much time spent with his own people. He he was raised in the palace, and then he lived so long outside. I just find that interesting. And and the part that I find interesting about that was you you talked about the, you know, what if he was patient enough, hmm. um, you know how how different that might have been. How how might he have exited the palace? And I mean, there's a billion different hypotheticals you could think. Well, of.
1: Well, I mean, isn't isn't it th- that the same way with us where you know, we know that God knows better mm-hmm. and we know that God sees things that we don't see and understand things that we don't understand. Just like a little kid with a parent, some of the parents' rules seem stupid mm-hmm. until you get of age and you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I understand why they're doing that, especially when you have your own kids. But, you know, Moses was, you know, 40 years he had seen his people mm-hmm. oppressed and 40 years he had seen his people beaten and mistreated and, and, um, you know i do think he had a sort of survivor's guilt um, but you know obviously god saved him for a reason but um i mean that that would be hard i mean could could you imagine like if you're if your people were being enslaved and beaten and all of that and you're you know you're an israelite yeah. and yet you don't have to suffer the same struggles that they have and you know and i'm sure the people saw yeah, him too and they're like that's got to be
0: an element of of their initial resistance
1: yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why he did what he did. You know, he goes down and he kills the guy. He kind of wants to show his people, "Hey, I do love you. Mm-hmm. I am an Israelite. I am one of you, even though I live here. I'm one of you." So he's kind of wanting to prove to his people that he does care about them. That he that he is a true Israel. He had an identity crisis. There's no doubt that would have been hard being one one group of people and being raised as something completely different than what you're born. And especially when those people are, are, you know, slaves and oppressed and, and I'm sure he heard all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. growing up as a kid. And when he walks around, you know, he's got all the Egyptian attire on and they're like, you know, don't you love your people? Like, who do you think you are? You know, why are, right. why are you different? Why are you living in the palace and we're slaves? And so I'm sure there was a lot of that. And I think that led up, I mean, I think that led into what Moses did.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and taking that example of Moses then at this point where, you know, everything is always easy to understand in hindsight. Uh, 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 hindsight is twenty twenty, And it's easy to look at him and go, wow, you, you really made the wrong call on that one. But, you know, ex- uh, taking that example and going, all right, how are we supposed to, to be patient? How are we supposed to know when is the right call? I, I think a good question off the back of the sermon would be um, – you know, what are some real ways that that you have have divined, you know, God's timing or God's will or what he wanted you to do in the moment?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's the same answer every time. Sure. But I think um, one thing I do know is that doing the wrong thing is never the right thing. And so um, Moses could have thought, okay, it's I want to start to deliver my people now. I'm not going to wait on God. But the answer was not killing an Egyptian. Sure. And so I think, you know, trying to figure out God's timing and when it's, I, th- I think there's a few things that ha- that that happened. One, one is, okay, this next step that I'm going to take, is this, is like, is this right? <laughs> is it not wrong? And so obviously Moses would have known that this step was not right. Right. That this was a sin. That this was not what he should have done. And so I think that's the clear and obvious answer. Is okay. If I'm, uh, you know, God's will is not going to be to sin, yeah. right? That's not going to be God's will. And so I can throw that out. But also too, I think, um, I think um, that inner, that inner peace that we have too sometimes with making a decision. Like, should I take this job? Should I not take that job? Right. Um, Well, I think you look at, okay, does this honor God? Is this something where my gifts and my abilities can be used? Is this something that, um, you know, that God has opened the door for? Um, Does it violate any scripture of what I'm having to do? Um, And then, too, I I, I just think, you know, the Lord speaks to us. I mean, we serve a living God, and so he speaks to us through his word. Mm -hmm. I think the Lord speaks to us through prayer, through our dreams sometimes as well. And so I think God honors motion, and so whenever we we take that, my philosophy is this: okay, if I'm not sure what God's will is, I'm going to take steps mm-hmm. until God puts up a stop sign, or He closes that door. Yeah. And then when He closes that door, then I have to wait, or I have to do something else. Um, and so, you know, I think we walk until God shuts that door. Mm. But one thing we know for sure is if it, you know, if what I have to do is sin or go against the Lord to accomplish this, then I know that's not God's will. Yeah. I mean, that's easy.
0: Yeah. Well, and one, uh, I think another time you said, um, as far as you, what you're talking about with, you know, God honors motion, mm. at, at least be moving. Um, it was either. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Can I say this too? Because something that just came to my mind, one of the other ways that I think we know God's will is it keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. With me that's something that God has done in my life a lot where it's something that I'll think about doing or something that that God puts on my heart and it won't go away. Yeah. It keeps coming back over and over and over again. Like it just keeps co- coming back. I can't get rid of it. It just even if I ignore it, even if I say no, it keeps coming back. That's, it keeps coming back.
0: At some point you go that's not my voice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, if it is from God, then he's going to keep, you know, he's going to keep putting it there, keep putting it there, and, you know, was it God's will that he uses Moses to rescue his people? Absolutely, because it comes back again, Mm -hmm. even after Moses messed stuff up, and we'll talk about that in chapter four, but... Um, but yeah, that, that, that's, that's one of the things that it just keeps reoccurring. It keeps coming back over and over and over.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was about to, that's an offshoot way of getting to what I was about to say, which was, I think you said once, you know, there's, there is no one route at the same time. Now, this is obviously not the route God would have wanted and he wouldn't have wanted Moses to sin. but let's look at, you know, where you have the fork in the road. Um, you're talking about, uh, which job do I take this or that? Um. And, and sometimes, you know, if, if you've consulted God and, and you don't feel that, that leaning, people will rack themselves trying to figure out what God wants them to do hmm. when sometimes it's, well, I, I think, I think both are okay. You know what I mean? And so It could be. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, it could be, it, it could be that. And also too, like if you make a decision, there's nothing that says that you can't undo that decision and yeah. go, go in a different direction. One thing that changes everything with that is when you sin. Right. When you do the wrong, there's no undoing that. What Moses did, there's no undoing that. So let's say he would have just like started this revolt against the Egyptians, and he would have tried to do it the right way, but it didn't work. Then he could have redirected and said, okay, that didn't work, and 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 then waited. But with what Moses did... There's no coming back from that. Yeah. And so I think when we violate God's word or we violate what we know is right or wrong, it's hard to come back from that to redirect, um, which is why I think there is a 40-year gap between you know, when Moses was used again by God. Um, um, but, but, but yeah, we can always, if we take a direction, we're like, oh, that's not the right place. You can always undo it and go in, in a different direction.
0: Yeah, and speaking of, okay, you just, I don't know why I've never pieced this together. But you said that's why there's the 40-year gap um, and, you know, the consequence of that sin that he, that he did. Um, is there any mention of his murder after he returns that, that you can think of? I, I mean, I'd have to – I'm not sure. I, I, don't, I don't remember one. Well, And so do you think they, the reason that he came back when he did was because God, God knew, all right, most of those Israelites that were around have forgotten? Well, or, that,
1: well we know that that Pharaoh died. Mm-hmm. that that Pharaoh oh, died so I think that was part of it but also too you know if you look in chapter three and going into chapter four Moses makes all these excuses about why he can't go back and none of them have anything to do with Egypt it all has to do with his people not believing in him. Mm-hmm. God didn't talk to you you're a murderer so I I, I think that's yeah. part of it um, you know which is why God gave him all those signs of you know the staff turning into a serpent in his hand going in his sleeve and coming out diseased and then coming back and healed and the water from the Nile, turning the blood. We'll talk about that in chapter four. But, but, um, Moses's big issue was they're not going to believe that you sent me. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're not going to believe you sent me is because of what I did. Yeah. God doesn't speak to you. You're a murderer. There's no way God can use you. So that, and we'll, we'll talk about that. That's a whole sermon here in a couple weeks, yeah. but, but, but that's, so I, you know, um, I don't, I'd have to look, but I don't remember if people mention it, but we know that it was in the back of Moses' mind for sure. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I think, I think we're getting to about time. Was there anything else that, that was lingering on your mind that you wanted to hit?
1: No, I just think the whole, the whole part of, um, you know, stepping in front of God versus waiting on God, um, understanding and coming to a point in our lives. And this is really spiritual maturity and development. Um, in, in in our spiritual lives is 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 being able to allow God to lead, mm. and we follow, which goes against a lot of our nature, um, and especially if you're kind of a Type A personality, where you're a take charge type person. Um, but I think it's far better to wait on God's timing mm. and reap the results of what God wants versus us getting ahead of God, then we have to reap the results of the choices we made. Yeah, And so I just think it's so important. And I, I think the whole premise of that entire message Sunday was, was let's wait on the Lord. Let's listen to the Lord. And in his time, even if it doesn't make sense to us, his timing is always better. Hmm. His ways are always better. Um, when we put our hand in it, when we, you know, get involved in the sense of, we try to push God along and we see that with Abraham, right? Oh, you're waiting way too long to give us a kid. Let me take matters into my own hands and I'm going to, you know, that split an entire nation because Abraham took yeah, took matters into his own hands. We see it time after time in the Bible um, of examples of that. And so I, I think, you know, for us, I think to end with this would be good is, is that even if it doesn't seem like it's, you know, even, even if it seems like it's taken too long, even if it seems like God is not listening or that God doesn't care, god does mm. and we just have to be patient enough to wait on him and when he says go go mm.
0: well i have an ending anecdote that you kind of described um and that was you know after after i graduated from college because um, my last two years of college i did film and communications and i was convinced i was going to go to hollywood um, and- Which, by the way,
1: that bumper for Exodus mm-hmm. is like Hollywood material, man. <laughs> Thank you. You did that. You did great on that.
0: Thanks. And so, uh, uh, but after that, you know, I was convinced I was going to go to Hollywood. I had already done um, a couple uh, a couple years of uh, video contracting and an internship and stuff. And, and so my resume was pretty built out, you know, And as, as far as like trying to get into the entry level and i applied to hundreds of stuff Mm. uh years ago and uh like basic pa stuff uh production assistant stuff and never heard back on any of it and um and i think that was just a really blisteringly clear (laughs) way of god Mm. telling me yeah this isn't what you got you know what i mean Mm. and uh and i mean i couldn't i couldn't be happier doing doing what i'm doing now Mm. um because I always knew I, lo- I loved working with kids, but, um, you know, I just love it so much more than I thought I would, you mm. know? So, yeah.
1: No, I mean, I think that's a great lesson for all of us. I think we all have plans and directions that we think we're going to go. I mean, all I wanted to do is play baseball. I mean, ministry was never even on my radar. And so, but when God moves you in a certain direction, um, you know, it's definitely better to go that route. Yeah. For sure. All right. For sure, so.
0: Well, Pastor Rick, thank you very much for uh, joining us here on the podcast. Exodus. And
1: also, we want to encourage people to begin reading Exodus. You can go about three chapters a week, and you'll wrap up when we do. So, great, great book.
0: Yep. So, uh... Uh, Yeah, if you haven't, uh, go back and watch last week's sermon uh, on our YouTube. It's New Hope Eastlake is the name of the YouTube channel. And like Pastor Rick just said, uh, please start reading Exodus with us. If you read about three chapters each week, um, you will be on track with what we're talking about each week for the most part. So um, last week would have been chapters one through three, so you have a little bit of catch up. Uh, This week would be four through six. Um, But other than that, uh, yeah, hope I have a great day, thanks again.
1: Yeah, this Sunday we'll be in the um, Exodus chapter 3, the burning bush. Burning so, bush,
0: yep. you aren't going to want to miss that, uh, because we're going to have a special treat. Our founding pastor, Pastor Russ, is going to be delivering that sermon. Uh, we are located at 2720 Olympic Parkway, uh, and our services are at 9 and 10.30, other than that. 12.30 for Spanish. Yep. And 12.30 for Spanish, that's yes, true. Yes, yes, yes. All right,
1: bye. All right.